Today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 313, we've got a retirement spitball analysis for David the Engineer and his spreadsheets. We've got required minimum distribution questions answered for Karen and Dennis. And the fellas discuss when Andy should stop contributing to tax-deferred accounts, when Rich should start Roth conversions, and what the conversion strategy should be for a friend of our supply chain manager friend, Jeremy. Plus, Kenny has health advice, or rather, conversation for Joe, and we'll wrap it all up with the derails after a little entertainment from our new musician friend, Paul. If you've got money questions, comments, or entertainment to share with YMYW, click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes, then click Ask Joe and Al on air. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. We got a big one, Al. We did. It's a long one, isn't it? Yes, we did. We go, hi, Joe and Al. My name is David from Sacramento. And it's black. That means it's what? I just bolded it so that you would actually see where his name is. That's all. Oh, got it. <laughs> that was from Andy. I'm just, single. Just to help us. I am single, divorced, 66 years old, turning 67 in September of this year. Uh, I am a longtime listener, first-time caller, and enjoy the podcast very much, very informative, and very funny to listen to. Um, He's got, like, columns, Al. So we got one, two, three, four, and then we got five, A, B, C, E. So there's a D, too. And then we got some Ds. I mean, we got a whole bunch of stuff going on here. (laughs) and I will have you know that I did not actually change any of his his outline the way that works. So under C, then there's a subsection of D. So that's so what he put. Got, so I left it yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. With, with current assets, we got A, B, C, D, well, e, F, G, H, I, J, K, and then <laughs> subset eight, one, two, three. Yeah, there's and because right. he's an electrical engineer, yeah, with a master's in electrical engineer, MBA in PMP. Okay, What's so. That? Uh, PMP, I don't know. I know what P PMIP is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's, so he's retired. And I can tell you're well, an engineer. Um, let there, me, David. Ha, have you ever seen an engineer sh- show us detailed um, Yes, he was, he was probably upset that he had to do it in you know, like an email format versus an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. So I'm going to just start at the questions, Al, and then we can kind of maybe, okay, then, go then, then we can backfill with all the, okay. the, the, I like the, it. the information. Okay. Um, and we're going probably, and, and David's probably freaking out because he's probably like you in some degree, Al, because you have to go we A, have to go, we do. and then B, and then, <laughs> and then C, and then two A, and B, then if C. you if you skip one thing, oh, Al freaks. I start to get nervous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's uh, very unsettling, Joe, to people like me. I got it. Okay. Well, let's just see. He, he he's got questions. He wants answers. So you're starting with five A. I I am. <laughs> 581. Oh, yeah, 581. Okay. Okay. When calculating total net worth, are government pensions and Social Security taken into consideration in the net worth calculation formula? Uh, The answer is no. Well, it depends. What are you trying to do? I mean, in your own personal net worth, if you want to feel like you want to brag to your other engineer (laughs) buddies when you're talking about money, I guess you could take the present value of your your pension and, and put it on there, but in most cases, no, it's an income stream. 
I've, I've never seen that done. I suppose you could. Uh, right. But but I would say, uh, no, that's an income stream. That's not an asset. One Correct. thing, other thing that we should mention, actually, from his current work status to be, is that he's a retired engineer uh, with a government pension of 59K a year, worked as an engineer consultant for a few years, currently working full-time for another government agency with an annual salary of 132K a year. So that might... So, impl- I skipped this for a reason. You want, <laughs> you want to just read the whole damn thing? No, nope, nope, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I would give us uh, A plus on the first answer. Okay, so no. All right, let's let's define net worth for our engineer folks. Total assets our minus folks okay, already know what it is. Minus total liabilities. Okay. Equals net worth. Think of it like your house. Your house is worth a hundred thousand, your loan is seventy thousand, your equity is thirty thousand. That's your net worth in the house. Okay, number two. Uh, based on my current net worth and based on a final retirement living expense of 120000 by age 70, can you give me your opinion as to whether I'm financially ready for retirement or should I continue to work two or three more years to take advantage of the opportunity to continue to maximize my retirement accounts of $52,000 per year? All right. Well, so he wants to make $120,000. Okay. What'd you say his pensions were ending? Um, so he's got a $51,000 pension, so $120,000 minus, I'm sorry, $60,000 a year, right? Minus that. And then, so let me just quickly scroll down here to see if we can find uh, Social Security. Uh, Social Security, okay, is going to be $48,000 a year. All right. We're going to take that, 48000 minus. So $12,000, 0.04 divided. So he needs around... $300,000 of retirement assets. And I can tell probably by looking at this, let's see, he's got an IRA of 200, then 60, then 100, then 100, then 300. Yes, you're good. Yeah, All right. I agree with that. Oh, here's another line. It says, if I retire this year, my pension's annual income will be 60,000 plus 25,000. So 85. So here's what you do um, real quickly, right, David, is when you're, don't, look at, liquid assets. So you just total all of your assets up, not your real estate liquid that you can sell tomorrow and get cash. So that is your IRAs, that's your 457s, that's your 401ks, that's your 403bs, um, any brokerage account, anything that you have in cash, you just add all that up, right? Make it really simple. So you want to spend $120,000 a year, you subtract out your fixed income sources. So you already know that you're going to have a pension of 60,000. Um, you have Social Security of another forty thousand, so that's a hundred thousand. So what are you short, right? Twenty grand. So you want to spend one hundred twenty. You have a hundred thousand coming in. You're short twenty. Take the twenty thousand or whatever your shortfall is and divide it into your liquid assets, not your net worth, right? Just liquid assets and see what percentage that is. And at age seventy, if it's under four percent. You're probably really good. Yep. Totally agree. All right. And that seems like, David, you're fine. David, you're right on track there. I think you have a lot more than that. So uh, even being very, very conservative, uh, you're good to go. But I will say, by working just two, three more years, saving more, you you can have a more robust retirement if you want to. Yeah. I mean, you love working. Right. You know, you're, you're tinkering around with stuff. Yeah. David, you're, engin- you're an engineer. Yeah. Because let's say you work another year, a couple of years, three years, whatever. 
you save a lot more, number one. He's going to save $150,000 more. Your pension benefits may be higher. You haven't withdrawn from your portfolio, so you got more time to grow. So everything works out better. It's just that you may want to retire. If you want to retire, go for it. You got plenty of assets to do it and and income. Um, All right, here we go. Uh, Next question. For the last three years, I've been making Roth conversions from my IRA and 457 pre-tax accounts. The convert, excuse me, the conversion amounts have been such that I have stayed within the 24% tax bracket. If I plan to defer pensions, RMDs, and Social Security withdrawals until after age 70, by which time I'll be living in a tax-friendly state, should I stop making Roth conversions until I move on to the state? All right, well, he's in Sacramento. He's going to move, I don't know, maybe where? Tahoe? He says Florida, Texas, or Nevada. Okay. So Nevada is kind of close. Yeah, yeah. All right, so he's converting money into the 24% tax bracket. And he's thinking, all right, he's 66, right? He's turning 67 this year. Um, he's going to work a couple more years, right? And then he's converting now in the 24, but he's single. He's divorced. So he will be in, let's see, at a $60,000 pension. And it, plus with a lot of his money in retirement accounts with RMDs, he's probably going to be in the 24% tax bracket in retirement. Yeah, probably will be at the newer rate when that comes in, it'll be 25 or 28. So 24 seems like a good deal. But I think the bigger question is, should should he pay the California tax, right? Which is, he wouldn't have to pay, right? If he lives in Nevada, for example. And, and that that really is kind of the question. I, I would say um, it's a bit of a toss up, right? It's, it's nice to get more money into a Roth and maybe you pay a little extra tax to do it. You get that tax-free growth. On the other hand, it doesn't seem like you've got so much money in your 401k, 457, that the RMD is going to be that big. So I don't know. I, I might I might kind of pull back on the Roth conversions right now just because of what you just said. Yeah, I, I might go Roth 401k, right, and, and stop the conversions. Yeah. Well, you're doing 457 and 403, right? So he's, he's double, he's jamming money in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess maybe a way to say that is you don't have to be too aggressive here. Right. Now, if you do retire, right, and so you're in a very, in a lower tax bracket, plus maybe you want to move to the other state, and then you then yeah, then you jam it, right? Yeah, point. but he doesn't have that much time, right? Let's say the RMD's at seventy two, he's going to work until age seventy. Yeah, right. He's going to you got to take your Social Security at seventy. Doesn't you, you, do. you can't push that out. Um, if your pensions, you got to do the calculation to see w- what your increase in benefit is if you push it out past 70 as well. Right. So there's some calculations that you would run or run. Yeah. However, he wanted to know if he's financially ready for retirement. We said yes. So maybe that will. Maybe he retires now. Yeah. And then, then if you retire now, it's a great time to do conversions, even if you're in California, because you'll be in a low California brackets. If I plan to retire this year and move to one of the above states and buy a condo and considering that I will be keeping my existing condo in California as a rental investment. Does it make sense to continue the $2,000 principal mortgage payment to my current mortgage? Or should I use that money towards the purchase of my next primary residence, assuming that I can afford monthly payments for both properties, and then I would rent out my California condo? So he's adding a little bit more into the, the his condo now. Should he continue to pay down the mortgage if he's going to keep it and rent it out? Or should he re-divert that for a down payment or use that to, to fund his new house? I would 
I, I would do what you're you're thinking, David. Um, if you're going to keep it and rent it, then I would probably want to have the renters pay my mortgage versus me paying that down by the other place. And then you could split the difference there. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I mean, if I'm reading this right, he's, he's got 100000 in his cash accounts. You, you want to save a pretty good chunk of that for an emergency cash reserve. So, yeah, I think I would be kind of putting money aside for the down payment. And and that's the thing about rentals. You don't have to pay off your rental mortgage as long as the tenants are helping you pay for it. That's the whole whole idea. You're using other people's money to pay off a mortgage so that you basically um, help your net worth. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right. Last question. If I will not continue to work past age 70, and based on my projected living expenses, $120,000 a year in income from the two pensions and Social Security, what should my investment portfolio look like in retirement? What should my pension annual withdrawals should be? Um, okay, well, first of all, your pension withdrawals is going to be based on what your lump sum versus, um, or is he calling his retirement accounts pensions like you I, do sometimes? Yeah, I think he is. Um yeah, we would have to get in a little bit more granular, and we've already spent about 13 minutes on this. So um, I would go with probably a, a globally diversified, low-fee, very tax-efficient uh, portfolio. I'm not sure what the mix would be in regards to stock bonds um, because we would, of course, need to dive in a little bit more, and we don't give advice on the show. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, fair enough. All right. No matter which stage you're in in life, decisions you make will affect your financial security today and for years to come. Crack the financial code at any age with financial strategies and actions to take in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and 50s that'll help you overcome any previous missteps and set you up for a more successful retirement. Download the free guide to cracking the financial code at any age and watch Financial Fresh Start, the latest episode of the YMYW TV show in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to get there. Got a call from Johnny Nodo. Okay, that sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm sure we can help him out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, he, he, he kept it to one page. Appreciate it. Thank you, Johnny Nodo. All right, we got not a backdoor Roth or Roth conversion question from Denville, New Jersey. Denville. Never heard of it. No, never have. Got it. Have you? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. No. Denville. I've heard of New Jersey. I have. <laughs> hey, Big Al, slightly larger than average Joe and Andy. All right. The last of the great podcast producers. Get it? He's you doing are. a play on my name. Got it. He is. I love the show, and it started listening during the pandemic. I look forward to remaining a regular listener onward. All right. So the pandemic brought some good news to someone. Well, it's like there's nothing else to do. Let's listen to podcasts. In 2020, I took out a coronavirus-related distribution, CRD of 11500 from my Roth IRA. This amount can be considered as withdrawing contributions without penalty. I had that amount exactly in previous years uh, in contributions, and I've had had my Roth for well over five years. However... I would like the opportunity to pay it back over the next three years if I can. Do I need to report it as income if it was a Roth contribution that I took out? If I cannot pay this back in three years, am I in the clear because the amount was in contributions or will I face a penalty? Lastly, 
I took the CRD out from my Roth IRA and put it in my simple IRA for the previous year, 2019, to lower my tax bracket and taxes owed for my 2019 tax return. This event obviously took place in 2020, but happened well before my 2019 tax returns were due. Was this a legit move? Can I choose to repay or not repay the CRD over the next three years? All right. Interesting strategy. Yeah. All good Johnny Nodell. Um, so let's kind of break this down. But uh, just a little bit more on Johnny Nodell. Because by the way, I'm 43, self-employed, happily married to my wife and have a three-year-old boy. I wouldn't tell you my net worth because it's embarrassingly <laughs> low. Oh, it's, it's never too embarrassing. That's why, you know, we have the show to increase your net worth. We do like to do that. And I'm way behind on my retirement savings. I drive a Toyota RAV4 hybrid as our only car and probably only put about 1,500 miles a year on it. We moved from NYC and we still try to walk everywhere. Joe, I love golf, but I only broke 100 strokes once. You can tell he doesn't play that often <laughs> because he says 100 strokes. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you broke 100 once. All right, you're in the 90s. I mostly go for the beer. Perfect. Johnny Nodo, you'd be a great team member, right? Light him up in the foursome. That's right. Um, I hope to see you on the course someday. Well, Johnny, I would like to see you as well. Just be looking out for the guy hacking it up, drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> it might make the round go a little bit longer. Happily, um, unhap- you know, happily join Johnny Nodo. Okay, let's break this down. Coronavirus-related distribution. So last year, uh, due to the coronavirus, uh, they came up with the CRD, coronavirus-related distribution, that allowed us to take money from a retirement account with no taxes or penalties, um, up to $100,000 a year if you withdrew the money due to a uh, a um, coronavirus-defined um, incident like, or something. Incident, yeah. right? So you had to have COVID. Your spouse had to have it. Um, you had to get furloughed, laid off. Or even made less income. Less For income. whatever reason. Maybe you had to stay home from work to take care of the three-year-old kid. That's right. Right? So there was a lot and any other reason deemed appropriate. <laughs> yeah. You could just send it to the IRS. Does this work? Yes. <laughs> Basically, everyone qualified. <laughs> Almost. Um and so you could take out this $100,000 from a retirement account. So let's say you took it from a 401k. They, they didn't have a mandatory 20% withholding. You take it from an IRA. You pulled $100,000 out. And you had the option to pay it back over three years. Or you could pay the tax over three years. So pretty cool. Um, so if you needed $100,000 quick to pay some bills, you didn't get killed in taxes that year. So what Johnny Nodo did, he took $11,500 out. Sure. And he took it out of his Roth IRA. And so with Roth IRAs, you can take money from a Roth IRA um, that is contributions at sure. any age. Agreed. Johnny's 43, so he's under 59 and a half, but he has access to the principal amount because it's FIFO tax treatment. Yeah. And so that was true whether there's a CRD or not. So he could have just took the distribution from the Roth and any, said, I'm not paying tax. Anytime. Anytime. Right? Yep. But he was smart about it. He was. He, he, g- he gives himself options. He gave himself some options to say, you know what? How about if I pay this back over three years? Yeah. Let me come up with three years to get the $11,500 yeah. back. Yeah, I'll figure it out somehow. Yeah, he's creative. Uh, because then he took the money and he funded his simple IRA. Sure. Because the max simple IRA contribution now is around $11,500. Yeah. 
So he reduced his taxable income, but he didn't have 11500 sitting around. He goes, you know what? I'm going to take it from my Roth. I'm going to classify it as a CRD. I'm going to take the money, fund the simple, and I'm going to pay the Roth back over three years. Right. All legal? Uh, yes. All good. All good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like the, that idea because if he does nothing, he's taking money out of a Roth IRA, right? It's not taxable. Even if there wasn't a CRD, it's not taxable, right? So he can pay it back. You pay it back over three years. I'd, he can use the money for anything, including funding a simple IRA. You can fund a simple IRA as long as you're the employer. So, in other words, as long as it's your company, you can fund that into the following year before the due date of your tax return. Now, if he's an employee trying to fund a simple IRA after year end, it has to come through salary. That doesn't work. So I'm assuming he, it's his own business, and that's just fine to fund it the next year. So, yeah, I would say legit on everything. Yeah. He says self-employed, happily married to my wife. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, you're right. He does say that. Yeah. Very okay. good. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's that's all good. And you can either pay it back over three years or not. And you don't have to report it on your return because it's a Roth, right? Yeah. There's no taxes anyway. Yeah, right. Right. If it was an IRA... Um, then you would have to report it on your tax return. You right. would have to pay one third, one third, one third, or That's pay right. it all. Um, and if you didn't, and if you paid it back, then you would file an amended return to get the money back. Yeah, what's kind of weird, even if you intend on paying the money back within three years, you still have to pay a third of the tax in year one, a third of the tax in year two, and a third of the tax in year three potentially. Chances are, if you obviously if you pay it back within three years, you're not going to have any taxes in year three. So you'd have to file an amended return for the taxes that you paid in year two and year one to get that money back. So it's it's a little bit of a hassle to do it that way, but you can do it. All right. Uh, very cool question, Johnny Noto. Very creative. Uh, so he's taking from Peter to purchase Paul. Is that how that saying goes? Stealing uh, from Peter to pay Paul. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And then he's repaying Peter back over three years. Yeah. Now here, Paul back. Here, here's, a, here's an even better idea to make it simpler if you can Try to pay the CRD back by October 15th of 2021, of our current year, because you can extend your return up to that date. And then if as long as you paid it back by that date, there's no taxes due in either year, 2020 or 2021. So how about that? In other but words, there would be no taxes anyway because it's a lot. That's true. I'm, we, we were, I, I agree, oh. but we were on if, if it were an IRA. I got it. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. As a Roth, it's it's a moot point. Moot point. Uh, we got our good friend, Jeremy, the supply chain manager from Cookerville, New, uh, Tennessee. <laughs> Did we ever figure out what that is, a su- supply chain manager? Yeah. He's, he's a, he buys the supplies. He manages the manages the chain of supplies. <laughs> and remember, he's also got a kayak side hustle. Oh, that's right. Yep. It's it's Cook, Cook, Cookville, right? Not Cookerville? Correct. Cookville, yeah. Cookerville. It's only taken half a dozen emails from Jeremy to get that right. <laughs> Al, Andy, and Joe in alphabetical order. Sorry for the Roth conversion question, but it just came up and I thought it was worth asking. So this guy, anything that pops into his head, what does he do? Yeah, he writes his own it, uh, it, email. Yeah, even if it's his friend. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask Joe and Al. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes for good content. You're a supply chain manager, Jeremy, right? You're a manager. You can figure some stuff out on your own here. Yeah, just Google it. That tells you a lot of stuff. <laughs> I was just thinking about something in the middle of the night. I thought I would email <laughs> and it was, Joe and Al. It was, it was about a Roth. I dreamt about a Roth, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I got to ask oh this guy. I have a friend who's not working. Okay, 
Sure, Jeremy. You got <laughs> fired. <laughs> oh, how many times is I have a? I, I might know somebody yes. that. Uh, I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for a friend. He plans to work. Um, he plans to return to work at some point, uh, but did not work for most of 2020 and may not earn any income at all in 2021. I wonder if he was a supply chain manager. I think he was. Yeah. I believe he yeah. was. Right. Uh, my question is, if he has no income in 2021, can he do a Roth conversion up to the standard deduction plus the top of the 0% tax bracket and pay no tax? If my info is correct, that'd be $22,000. 12400 is the standard deduction for a single person, plus 9875 is the top uh, to get to the 10% for someone finally single. Originally, I was curious for his situation, uh, but if that's how it works, then maybe it might be something I would consider. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, yeah, Jeremy. Right. He's out okay. of work. Yep. Supply chain manager. <laughs> Got canned. <laughs> He might get a job in 2021. He might not. Well, you know, if, if the answer is true, then that maybe, maybe I might go back to work. Maybe I won't. <laughs> See if I can manage some other person's supply yeah. chain. Right. Uh, the answer is correct. Yes, you would pay zero tax if you have no income. You can go up to the standard deduction. Yeah, but his his logic is slightly faulty. So he says 12400 plus 9875 That's That's the top of the 10%, 10% bracket. bracket. So, Jeremy, if you want to pay no tax, you just you can you only get the standard deduction, which actually I think is twelve thousand five fifty um, for twenty twenty one for twenty twenty yeah twelve thousand five fifty. So that's your amount of Roth conversion if you have no other income and you want to pay no tax. Now we would argue paying t- a ten percent tax rate is a pretty good deal, right? So if it's but, a thousand bucks. A th- thousand you, bucks. You, you so, convert twenty-five thousand dollars for a thousand bucks. Yeah, roughly that's the amount. So that seems like a good deal. Plus, your state tax is probably in Tennessee. I'm assuming is probably nothing at, yeah, that, four, at that level. Yeah, two two percent, forty dollars, yeah. <laughs> if that. Yeah. So anyway, that. But yeah, your logic is completely right. It's just that the numbers you gave us are the top of the ten percent bracket. So ninety-eight seventy-five is actually taxed at. 10%. So yeah. 10,000 and 10%. Yeah, so about $1,000 in taxes to to convert call it 22,000 whatever. Yeah. yeah. So All right, uh Jeremy. So now you are called Jeremy the former supply chain <laughs> manager. <laughs> we're really good at that these we're like a detective, right? Figuring these things out. Uh, of Karen, course, of course, we're wrong 90% of the time, but we have fun with it. Uh, Karen writes in. She goes, Dear Joe, Alan, Andy, will the IRS ever require substantial uh, substantiation of the basis on Form 8606 when I start my RMDs? Ooh. <laughs> I'm going through my files, and I realize that I do not have any of my forms, 5498s, or even all the copies of the broker's letter showing my contributions. So here's Karen's issue. She's got all these forms dialed, Al. The 8606, the, <laughs> the 5498. And, and RMD. <laughs> it's like, wow. wow. That's, you're talking financial lingo. Yes. I like it, Karen. Yeah, I do too. Um, so she's got basis in her IRA, I'm guessing. Yeah. So in other words, she's making an IRA contribution, probably done it for many, many years, and she did not get a tax deduction. And so when when that's the case, as you start pulling money out, some of that money comes out tax free because you've already you didn't never got a tax deduction. Right. So that's the idea. And the IRS uh, has this form 8606, which you capture that amount. You're supposed to do one each and every year. 
and last year's amount gets added to this year's amount, which then gets added to next year's amount, and you keep on going. So the question is, what if she didn't do an 8606? Um, Karen, I would say almost nobody has a complete 8606 uh, tax library, yeah, yeah, if right. you will. So just do your best. Do your best job to come up with it. The, if the IRS would only ask about it if they audit your return and they suspect there's something wrong. So file an 8606 on this on this year, on this year return so, so with you, your estimated basis that, of what you believe it is. That's right. And every question, then show your calculation to the IRS. That's all. Joe and Al will go into more detail on when you have to take required minimum distributions and how much those RMDs need to be in just a little bit. In the meantime, have you attended one of Joe's free digital workshops on taxes in retirement yet? You'll learn how to take advantage of tax-saving opportunities available to you in 2021 and find out how recent tax legislation impacts you, your family, and your retirement savings. And if 45 minutes isn't enough, park yourself in front of your computer for a two-day digital retirement class. You'll learn how to calculate your financial needs in retirement, the different types of retirement accounts, social security, taxes, investing, stocks, bonds, other asset classes, insurance, estate planning, and more. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes and click retirement classes to register for either a 45-minute taxes in retirement webinar or a two-day digital retirement class. I've got Andy. He writes in. Those Andy Joan, Big Al, frequent listener, frequent viewer, new twist on saving for retirement. If taxes are going up and 401s are exploding, when does it make sense to stop saving in a tax-deferred fund? As always, one should always fund an HSA and invest for their risk tolerance. As always, Al. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, don't you know that? That's a fact. <laughs> if you don't invest in an HSA, you are there's, missing the boat. There's some. There's a problem with your thinking. Of course, you have to qualify to invest in HSA. As always, of course. <laughs> to me, my 401 expansion. Okay, so he's. It's the tax time bomb. Is that what he's? Doing? I think so. Got it. Yeah, my 401 expansion <laughs> will place me in a higher bracket than now. I still use them as my field is a target for lawyers who, what the hell? <laughs> to me, my 401 expansion will place me in a higher bracket than now. I still use them as my field is a target for lawyers. I think he got interrupted when he was writing this. <laughs> that he started writing. Is he saying that his 401k might be subject to and, lawsuits? Because of the field that he's okay. in? I still use them, maybe period, as my field of employment is a target for lawyers. No, I think he's now, and I think Andy's right. He's saying if he has a big 401k, he might get sued. Yeah. His lawyers would go after it. Okay. Let's go with that. And build my 401 Roth. The lawyers could go after that, too. This risk is larger if my ex-wives outlive <laughs> It doesn't me. say ex-wives. <laughs> Oh. Well, I don't know. You got me thinking about lawyers and someone's targeting this guy. I don't know. Yeah, they would be like that. This risk is larger if my wife outlives me, likely. Okay, I thought he said my ex-wives come after me. I guess it makes sense to grow my taxable funds now. Would you agree? And continue to grow my Roths by converting to the top of the 24% tax bracket. Does this aggregation rule apply to a couple or 
to the individual taxpayer? Should I consider continuing non-deductible IRAs if planning to move to a low state, tax state? So the last question, what matters more, a tax-free state or a state without an estate tax? Of course, both is best. <laughs> Thanks for the response. Always go for both if you can. Okay. okay Andy, well- you're a frequent listener, frequent viewer, and he's got the 401k expansion. Okay. And I don't know what that is. That's the I, that's the tax time bomb. Got it. So it's it's going to blow up. Yeah. His four hundred one k is going to explode. It's going to put him in such a high tax bracket. Well, place me in a higher bracket than now. Okay. So, but I, Andy, you got to explain this to me. I still use them as my field is a target for lawyers. I think he's saying he still uses a four hundred one k, but his field is a is a target for lawyers. So he doesn't want to build his four hundred one k because he's afraid that. He's going because, to get sued. I'm like, I think I think that's a reasonable theory and what he's trying to say. So he works in a field that is subject to lawsuits. lawsuits yeah. Okay. And the attorneys are going to go after him. Got it. Because he's got a because it's not exploding 401k. But it's it's protected. Right. That's true. Well, well, it, it depends. In, I in mean, California, it is. I don't know what state. No location given. Okay. So I guess this question is: Should he convert to the top of the twenty-four percent tax bracket? Al, help Andy out because he's got a he's he's got a four hundred one that's expanding, <laughs> and he's got a field that the lawyers are just chomping at the bit at. Yeah, well, let's let's think about this, right? So so let's say by the time you retire, you end up with a million bucks in a four hundred one k, just with your explosion, with your expansion explosion. Okay. At age 72, million dollars, your required minimum distribution is about 4%. So that's 40,000. Okay, let's say you got 30,000 of social security between you and your wife. So that's 70,000 of income, right? You're in the 12% bracket if that's your situation. Would I convert into 24? No, because why? I'm going to be in the 12% bracket. On the other hand, if his, if his, uh, if his IRA is millions, $4 million. So now your R&D is going to be about 160000 Maybe you've got other assets that add to your income. Maybe your Social Security is high. Maybe your pensions are high. Yeah, you just look at what your future tax rate is going to be versus now to help you decide what's the best strategy. I think that's that's a, it's a key point that a lot of people miss. The 24% tax bracket is quite large. Yeah, it if is. If you go up to about $300,000 of income yeah. as and, a married right. couple. And if you are going to be above what is now the 12% bracket, the 24% bracket looks pretty good, right? Because the 12% bracket becomes 22. That's what it is now. In 2026, it will become 25, right? So you just do a little math to figure out what bracket will I be in, and that'll help me decide what bracket to convert to. So the only reason you wouldn't necessarily convert to the top of the 24 in his case is if he's going to be in a much a lower, lower bracket, bracket, right? Or he's got no money to pay the tax. I mean, there's several reasons why you wouldn't do it. So we don't have enough facts here. But that's that's kind of the thinking on, on what you what you might want to do conversion-wise. Well, I, I don't know. Andy might be a big shooter here, though, too, because he's worried about estate taxes and he's married. So yeah. he, you, you need an estate over $25 million, um, roughly. Currently, yeah. That may go down to 10, but we'll see. Right. So if you have an estate under $25 million. It's more like 23, but. I'm rounding now. I'm rounding. <laughs> it's Anyway. Yeah. If you have an estate under that amount, let's say 
20 million. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Around on the lower end. Yeah. So then you're, you're good. Don't worry about estate taxes. If you have an estate over $20 million, then you got to worry about the estate tax. So then there's strategies to zero out the estate tax. I would much rather live in a zero tax bracket state, but then you're choosing some states that maybe I wouldn't necessarily want to live in. Well, although some states do still have an inheritance tax, like Oregon, for example. Minnesota, I believe, too. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's pretty low in Oregon. I think if you're in, if you're net worth is like a million and a half or two million, they start assessing an estate tax. So, yeah, consider that. Which is better? It depends on your situation, right? If you're if you have a high amount of assets but a very low income, then favor the the state that has no estate tax. And right. If it's the opposite, then go for the- you know. I'm just going to give a tip for our listeners here. All right, there's the extreme such as David that wrote a 15-page synopsis of his overall situation to the details of the ticker, what the hell he's got. Yep. Um, th- that's a lot of reading. Yeah. And it, no one really wants to hear to that type of detail. But Andy, on the other hand, is not given enough detail. A couple of missing facts. And so when you're curious about your 401k expansion. Give us some idea. Just say, hey, I've got a $20 million retirement account that's going to blow up. Or, then we'll be like, okay, now you've got issues. You or, can just yeah. give us round numbers. Or tell us you're 50, you're going to work for another 15 years, and you're max funding your account. It, my and, current and, balance and it's is $2 million. million. And it's a million bucks. Then we can go, all right, so that means you're probably going to end up with three or four million. Yeah. You know, whatever. But we got some people that are like, you know what? They, they come in, they listen to the radio show, they do whatever, watch one of our little workshops, and they're like, Joe, i I got to stop paying this much in tax. And then I look at their tax return and they paid like $1,500 in tax. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've had people that come in and say, what'd you come in for? Well, to reduce taxes. And we look at the tax return, zero. There's, there's no tax. There's no tax. Didn't even need to file. <laughs> Let's see. I'm not sure I can get it below zero. Right. It's, Unless it's you get the earned income credit. Yeah. You, you screwed up. You should have done a conversion to the top of the, the standard deduction. <laughs> and paid no tax. It paid no tax. You right. got money in the tax-free account. So sometimes... People think that, wow, they're paying way too much in tax and they're not even barely scratching the surface in tax. Sure, right. And Andy could be on either extreme. We don't know. Could he be. could be, you know, heading for this 401 explosion. Right. Um, and so, yes, conversions are appropriate. Dennis C. writes in, hi, happy new year. I've been receiving my Social Security benefits since I was 65. In September last year, 2020, I turned 71. My question is... When and what percentage do I have to withdraw? Um, what percentage do I have to withdraw part of the money from my IRA 401k? Thanks for your time and work. Okay. I swear I've not been drinking. <laughs> and I am reading exactly what they wrote. I am. I turned. My question is: When and what percentage do I have to withdraw part of the money from my IRA four hundred one k? Thanks. So I'll translate. I think he's asking when he has to take a required minimum distribution, which, by the way, is at age seventy two. Then you have to take a certain percentage out of it. Okay. And and the all he's talking about, he goes, "I've been getting my Social Security benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Things are great." When I turn 71, what percentage? Yeah, so the percentage is zero. 
because there is no required minimum distribution. That changed. It used to be 70 and a half, now it's 72. But Joe, at age 72, it's about 4%, 4%. Roughly. Yeah. And by the way, just for fun fact, at about age 78, it's about 5%. So it, it, the percentage goes up as you get older. Rich writes in from Long Island. You're going to love this one. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Good day, CPA. CPA Al. Oh, nice. It's to me. I would like to know if I should start Roth conversions. Well, imagine this. There we go. All right. We got to go, Rich. Uh, before, uh, below is a list of the facts. I'm 53 and spouse is 52. Married, just a gross income, $140,000. $1.2 million in retirement account. Wife and I will receive Social Security in two pensions, which would be about $30,000 combined. We currently live in the overtaxed state of New York and will be moving to North Carolina when we retire. I drive a 2020 Volkswagen. Tiguan? Tiguan? T-I-G-U-A-N. What's that? That's like an SUV of some sort? Looks like it, yeah. Maybe a oh, family little. Oh, it's the Jaguar. Oh, and a Jaguar F Ooh, type. F type. That, that, was, that was a gift. And a 2017 Jag F type. Hello, Andy and Jim. <laughs> Who's Jim? Oh, Rich. <laughs> you want to drive the Volkswagen Jag? Is... <laughs> well, the Jag was a gift. Got it. Yeah. Got he, it. he wouldn't have bought the Jag. Understand. He's frugal. Oh, right. the F type Jag is pretty. That's a cool one. Oh, my God. Does he race that thing? <laughs> and it was a gift. Who gives a jag? I don't know. It's like, that looks like a race car. I could see Rich cruising around Long Island in that thing. Right. Well, okay. Probably has a mullet. Since he asked me, I'll answer it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Guaranteed Rich has got a mullet. Okay, Jim. Um, yeah. Okay. So at any rate, so he's got 140000 of, of adjusted gross income. Standard deduction puts him at about 115000 taxable income. Uh, his, married, so he's he's in the twenty two percent bracket. Uh, so then, you, then you think, then you fast forward. All right, what's what's he going to be in when he's retired? At least we got a few figures here, right? One point two million at age fifty three. I don't know how much longer you're going to be working, but uh, I'm going to guess you'll be working at least ten more years. I mean, just as a, as a guess, that one point two million by the time you have to take required minimum distributions could be with funding right now. Probably could be. Four million, five million. Oh, you got your calculator out, Joe. I'm going to say five million, just to get put a number in. Um, how much do you think he's saving? Well, I don't know. He's got 1.2 million at 53. That's pretty good. So he's right. probably putting probably 20, 20. Yeah. So 40,000. Yeah. Let's call it that. All right. Uh, yeah, it's about three million bucks at six percent. Well, that's for ten years. For ten? Yeah. Yeah, but then, but then to age 72, it's going to be five or six, right? Yeah. Well. That's just 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And present value of that. So you want to go um, 53, another 10 years on top of that at 6%. Sure. Future value is 5.3. Yeah, 5.3. So let's say it's 5 million. So your RMD is about 4% of that, 200,000. But he's going to spend. We don't know when he's going to retire. No, of course not. There's a lot we don't know. But I'm just sort of going through the math and how you figure this out, right? And and so then if you're a couple hundred thousand of income, right, plus Social Security pensions of thirty thousand. Now you're two thirty. Standard deduction. You kind of figure out. All right. So 
my taxable income is going to be about 200,000. What's 200,000 going to be like in 20 years? Of course, there we have no idea, but I, I'm going to guess probably 25% bracket if I'm just guessing, right? I so, would say, yeah, I would say, let's just say, <laughs> call it 200,000 future value. Let's say that's 20 years, uh, three discount 110 yeah. yeah so give or give or take so so yeah i do like the idea of converting because i think you're it's a low enough tax in the 22 percent bracket uh the only downside is you're in new york which is a higher tax so you just have to factor that into your thinking we don't really have enough facts to really to give you the right you know right advice here and we don't really give advice anyway but that's kind of the thinking of how you put this all together for a comprehensive, personalized assessment of the specifics of your financial situation and a plan that takes into account your retirement goals, click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes and sign up for a financial assessment with one of the certified financial planners on Joe and Big Al's team at Pure Financial Advisors. There is no cost or obligation, and they can help you figure out what financial strategies are a good fit for you. And if you have money questions you want answered on the podcast, or if you have comments or suggestions, suggestions or limericks for us like the ones coming up click that ask joe and al on air button in the podcast show notes as well i had a nice little email from kenny from granite city illinois the subject advice for joe's butt your sciatica <laughs> yes. how, to, how to fix it yeah the, i got foot drop alan yeah i had never heard of that no you yeah me neither i don't know what the hell it was no foot drop was hello, Andy wanted to share some information in regards to Joe's hip sciatica. Mm. Hip sciatica is sometimes referred to as wallet syndrome. Oh. Now that's big Al. That, I still in that fat wallet. I got that. <laughs> big Al's got that wallet syndrome. That's why we call him Big Al. Big fat wallet. <laughs> I didn't get dropped foot though yet. No, you, you'll get it I'm sooner sure. or later. Uh, in there, it's foot drop. Foot drop. What I call it? Drop, drop foot. foot. Drop foot. <laughs> <laughs> Something clear, entirely different. That's like football. Yes, it's drop foot. <laughs> and therefore, an appropriate topic for YMYW. Of course it is. If you got a big, big-ass wallet. That's why you're calling us. Don't sit on it. <laughs> so Kenny from Granite City, he had a pretty bad, uh, pretty bad case of it a few years ago. He goes, the cause for me, I think was that I was spending too much time on a station, stationary bike with the seat too low. It can also be caused just by sitting too long. So when Kenny wrote this in, so I got a Peloton, Alan. Yeah. Right? Because I used to do spin class all the time at the gym. Yeah, sure. Well, the gym, no longer. Close, so you got a Peloton. So, so you, I got, you do it at home. Yes. Do you get the one where the people tell you, keep going, you're doing great? Yeah, just turn them <laughs> off, and then I listen to podcasts. <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's super annoying. Yeah, I could. I think the first time it would be all right. Yes. But no. after that. Oh, my gosh. And then they sit there, and then they sing along with the music. <laughs> Do they but die? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. If this, if this girl sings one more lyric of this song, I'm going to just, I'm going to kill myself. All right. <laughs> oh, and, then and they she dance. does it every single time. Oh, every time. Then they stop and they dance and they <laughs> lip sync to the music and it's like oh my god right okay. it's just it's, yeah it's very frustrating sure it's, it's very annoying so i don't listen to the, the people Got it. right and so what i do do alan is i jam the thing up like to 90 percent <laughs> so you try to do an hour workout in 20 minutes no no, no. i still do 45 minutes to okay. an hour okay. but i like like the hill climbs versus yeah. like up and down. Ooh, okay, we got another hill coming. 
Right. Oh, you can do it. Take a break. Okay, let's <laughs> you, go. You just, you just go for it. One, two, three, four. Up and down the bottom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I should be a spin instructor. You should. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I just crank the thing. And I sit down and I grind you it. Just out. go for it. Yes, and I sweat my my ass off, and it's a really good workout. Yeah, but except for the sciatica. Except, <laughs> except for now, I can't walk, and I got foot drop. So the problem isn't golf; it's actually your Peloton. I believe so. I don't know. I'm just uh, is Kenny. If Kenny's a doctor, I'm gonna I, no, I'll pay him a referral fee. Hold says, on, let me finish. The, yeah, there we right. go. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, so he's got wallet syndrome because sometimes. If, if you sit on that big fat wallet, well, I don't sit on a wallet. I keep my wallet in my front, my, my front you're, pocket. Yeah. So I'm good there. You're good there. Uh, so Joe may move his wallet to the front pocket because it's small. Yeah. Consider thinning it. You got a small wallet. <laughs> I do. It's very small. <laughs> it's a very small wallet. Um, so I compensate in other areas. Got it. Uh, <laughs> if he's not already on what? Nothing, nothing. Keep reading, please. I, I wasn't even going to say a word on that one. <laughs> it wasn't, you guys are so wrong. <laughs> well, that, you just. Joe may move the wallet to his front pocket if he's not already or consider thinning the wallet up a bit through the purchase of more Star Wars helmets. Because <laughs> you like to buy Star Wars stuff. Oh, God. I love Star Wars helmets. <laughs> I'm going to buy a couple more. Bought a new. <laughs> Uh, I want the Bubba Fett one now. You know, oh, yeah. You know, the Mandalorian. Right. That'd uh, be good. Yes. Uh, note that the cause of the pain may vary well um, be a lower back issue. Um, I overcame mine by visiting a chiropractor, raising the seat on my stationary bike, and doing back bends over a yoga ball. Please understand I'm not a medical professional, and the comments above are simply some guy having a conversation it should not be taken as advice. We don't give advice in these emails. Love it, Kenny. <laughs> Killing the game. Got it. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I went to the uh, had an MRI. That was an interesting experience. Yeah. Super was, interesting. You're, it's kind of like being in a coffin in a tomb or something. <laughs> coffin. Did your head go in the machine? Yeah, it did. Full, yep. full in there. But yeah, yeah lot, lots of noises. Uh, <laughs> Freaked me out a little bit, but I was okay. Right. And um, yeah, so found out I wasn't claustrophobic. Came back, L4, L5 is a little jacked up. So I got okay. to figure some stuff out. So, gotta... so it sounds like, what, why don't you raise the seat on your Peloton? I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. I think that's that, that's a good idea. And maybe not 90% for 45 minutes every single day. <laughs> I, well, it's five days a week. You got to take a couple of days off, but yeah. I think that might be it because I don't listen to the instructors. Right. When I go to a normal spin class, you know, you got to follow the class. You right. can't be the, the, you know, the guy that just puts his head down and grinds. Are, are you? And when you're in class, are you on those spin bikes that are colors like the yellow, green, red? No, you don't have those. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So those are the, those are the ones now at my gym. No, oh. you, you, you start in, I don't know, yellow, and then you have to make a green, then got to make a red. Oh really? Yeah, and if you're not doing red, everyone can see you're not at red. Oh, so you're not you're not putting in your effort, right? Um, all right. So but yeah. you, you can't you can't put down your 120 years old. It's to get to red, so that lower threshold. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, I'll keep you informed, Kenny. Appreciate the advice. I appreciate you you reaching out. You know, it's just conversation, though. This isn't just, advice. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> appreciate the just a couple of kids, right? Hanging out, having a couple of Coors Lights, talking about Peloton, right? right. <laughs> Now we get interesting emails. Yeah. And we're, we're getting on a limerick thing lately. We get limericks. some creative ones. Yes, Paul. 
the Limerick Music Man. Can we? Can you play some of his music? I can. In Southern California. Yes, he's uh, in uh, Orange County. Orange County. It says. Orange County. We can sail around the world, land a man on the moon, string and do tin cans. Soon a telephone. It's not light years away It just so happens every day We could be so clever Who knows what's left to discover all right, I'm hitting stop on that because you guys are starting to get a little janky there. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you just let me She's, know where he's playing. Yeah. So, um, Andy, can you read um, his little limerick for us? Yes, he says, uh, Big Andy, Alan Joe, I'm a singer-songwriter and solo acoustic performer in Orange County. Thought I'd make up a limerick to show my love for the show. Here goes. There once lived a single with no dependents who was saving for retirement with a vengeance. While investing in stocks, he listened to your talks and never missed being in attendance. Thanks for what you do. Keep up the good work. Paul Lemire Music. Wow. Thanks, Paul. That's pretty awesome, right? And you, you can go to paullemiremusic.com and check out his stuff. You've got to check this guy out. He's yeah. awesome. Oh, I'm I'm going to listen to it on, on my way home tonight. <laughs> yeah, and he is actually on Spotify. I looked him up. Perfect. Well, of course he did. You look everyone up. <laughs> I look up the musicians. Where, where, Come where's, on now. Where, where's, he, where's he playing this weekend? Uh, that's a good question. Well, yeah. he's probably not. It's COVID. I suppose. But Joe would go anyway. Yeah. I got I got buddies that are in the music biz. And yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's been a tough road for them. It's been pretty tough. So yeah. they do these like Facebook live things. Yeah, those are tough. You know, <laughs> they're jamming in their backyard. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then so it's like, all right, well, here, I'm going to give you a couple bucks for sure. Right. You know? So how we got his schedule. Locale 90 in Redondo Beach. Actually, that looks like that's his regular Sunday gig. So go check him out at Locale 90 in Redondo Beach. Redondo Beach. There you go. How far away is Redondo Beach from here? That's about, and it's over an hour, maybe hour and a half. Ooh. Maybe, maybe not quite an hour and a half. Uber. Like Do you think Uber will get me there and back? Expensive. <laughs> so, so you can drink your Coors Latte on the way. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, boy. All right. Uh, well, no, thank you all for, for all of that. And we have we had a couple Star ratings? What do we have? Five, five, we have four, or five star ratings this week. Yeah, apparently you guys, uh, you, you guys hit some some good nerves there. Uh, are they your cousins? They probably, <laughs> yeah, they probably are. Hey, I got a question. I want to know: Can we start asking people what's your car that you're driving, the dog, uh, your location, and like you know, send us music or limericks if you want to? We'll just start to making that a regular feature. I think. I don't well, know. I, I'm starting to get bored of that. Maybe it's like what what kind of What's your favorite color? What are you talking about? What's your? I no. think we should just get people to send us their original music and we'll use it on the show. Yeah. What, what are your hobbies? <laughs> so, Paul, hope you don't mind that we played that on the show. But, uh, yeah, that'll be my call. Since music is my thing, I would like to hear some original music on the YMYW podcast. Oh, very cool. All right. Um, that's it for us today. Yeah. We're wrapping this thing up shutting her down so uh we'll be back again next week with more your money and your wealth show is over 
We'll see you next week. And you can find more of Paul's music in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click that Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 and schedule your free financial assessment video call. Again, it does not matter where you are in the country and chances are one of the certified financial planners at Pure can help you identify strategies to create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. And is it hotter in Haiti in this room today? Pretty hot. Yes, it typically is. I I think we're at our best when we're over hot. (laughs) When you're in the hot seat, literally. Yeah, that's right. We call this the hot You know, this kind of, we we used to record this this program for radio in San Diego live, and it always felt, you were kind of in the hot box then, so this is kind of a simulation of that, right? No, I never felt like, you were scared. Yeah, I was, I was like sweating. It's like, what if I say something wrong on live radio? Yeah, that's why we got it switch because they're going to kick us off the air so they can edit it um well let me ask you have you ever seen an engineer that did not come in with a spreadsheet no, no. I, I haven't either I, I mean yes i have uh, what any engineer that comes into our office without a spreadsheet that says they're an engineer they're not really an engineer <laughs> they're truly not educated as an engineer they might say they're an engineer but they're bsing you. yeah they might supervise engineers yeah, yes <laughs> yeah, i'm an engineer and i was like well where the hell's the spreadsheet <laughs> you're not an engineer Get the hell out of my office. They always, if they hire us, they want us to do our financial plan versus their spreadsheet and let us know what the differences are. Uh, we had a guy that, oh my God. Anyway, we love you engineers. Don't get us wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of clients. We've seen thousands and thousands of engineers we have. Uh, that have come through our, our, our doors over the last several years. And uh, we know, we know you love the Excel. Don't you like these days, opinions are now... They're facts. They're facts. Mm-hmm. Depending, it doesn't even matter what side of the table you're on. Everyone has facts. Love it. Um, yeah, everything I say is fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would say everything we say is an opinion. Yes. Uh, in, sometimes it's wrong. <laughs> uh, Do you remember the guy that came in that was like the Old Spice yes, guy? Yes. And he came in, he was, oh, Joe, wow. Really, I got to talk to you. I've got such a big problem. I, I've got so many assets I don't know what to do with. And we started going over stuff and he had like 4000 Right. He had 15 accounts and there was like $4,500. Here's one account. It was like $8 in it. I've though. never had this much money before. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I, I mean, not, not to make fun of the guy, but, you know, sometimes people over-exaggerate maybe the problems that they currently have. Yeah, when, one way or another. All right. Now, are you watching anything interesting? Uh, I think we're watching All Creatures Big and Small, PBS. All uh, Creatures Big and Small. It's a, it's a period piece. Okay, sounds riveting. And uh, it's a veterinarian <laughs> in uh, about the 1940s, give or take, somewhere in there. Got it. Got yeah, it. you'll love it.